Hello again, everybody. So today I'm going to start a new series for you guys. Um, I'm going to start talking about the films that I watched over the previous month and just give you guys some sort of like a quick overview of all the things I've watched and, um, you know, how I felt about the films and the rating for each film. So this uh, month we're going to talk about what I watched in August. And uh, yeah, so there were 26 different films that I watched. And uh, yeah, I'm just going to talk about each one and give a brief overview. So the first thing I watched was uh, this movie. It's called Fireworks. It's a Japanese film. So it's directed by uh, Takashi Kanato. And he also um, wrote and stars in the film. And it's about this police officer um, who like leaves the force, the police force, because um, he had basically sort of some personal problems because his wife like uh, got cancer. And so he... He also kind of then starts to, I don't know, become sort of like a vigilante and tries to get revenge on some criminals. Um, and yeah, it's a really interesting film, very kind of, very interesting style, um, very different from kind of the stuff that you typically would watch. Very heartfelt, but also very kind of, I don't know, a little unpredictable at times, but had a really strong emotional core. So uh, yeah, I gave this film an 8 out of 10. I thought it was pretty solid. Um, yeah, so that's, that's the film Fireworks from 1997 uh, by Takashi Kanato. Uh, so the second thing I watched, I uh, watched the movie End of Watch, uh, which is a David Ayer film. I really liked this film. I thought it was pretty good. Um, the style was interesting. It was sort of, uh, basically, it's sort of like a, almost like a hidden camera kind of thing or like a, uh, like one of those, yeah, like the, like, this was like sort of a lost footage or kind of film. Um, and yeah, it just follows these two police officers, uh, LAPD officers, played by uh, Jake Gyllenhaal and Michael Pena. Um, yeah, and it's just like the typical kind of like cop stuff, like them dealing with the gangs in LA, dealing with, I don't know, uh, oh, <laughs> you know, it's it, it was definitely not as gritty as like some of the other David Ayer stuff that he's done. So, you know, he's written a bunch of like, he wrote Training Day and some of this other stuff. Um, and it's kind of interesting like this is like a different take on like the that kind of that kind of a film uh yeah i thought this was really good i gave it an eight i really liked it i thought the ending was a little wonky but overall it was a pretty good film and pretty satisfying okay the next film i saw was this movie called split second so th they just released like a new blu-ray version of the film and i've been seeing a lot of it promoted around like the the poster was very catchy so i like i needed to give it a watch so this was like a 90s sort of b movie uh starring rucker hauer and so he's like a guy so this is like in the future and like in the future climate changes sort of ravaged london to the point where it's flooded and um so he plays a so rucker hauer plays this detective uh harley stone and he's hunting the serial killer uh who murdered his partner and he's just always sort of uh been looking for him ever since and you know what you find out is like the the killer isn't really human um yeah and there's some really cool practical effects overall the movie it was okay it wasn't it wasn't great um i gave this a five out of ten ha had some interesting moments but overall it's just like a average b movie i'd say so yeah that was movie split second from uh, 1990 so the next film i watched was the tax collector uh which is a new david ayer film uh come out came out this year in 2020 it was released on video on demand so uh lucian and i reviewed this film and you can if you want to look at the review we kind of extensively cover 
the film. The film wasn't great. It felt like there was um, some budgetary issues. Uh, Shia was really good. We both kind of felt like the, the guy who played the lead was not amazing. Um, Bobby Soto, not great. Um, but yeah, this film just felt like they at some point just like dramatically cut the budget and that i don't know it just it just felt like something was missing there in this film so yeah overall this wasn't great gave it a four out of ten so yeah that was the tax collector from 2020 okay so the next film was uh the king of satin island which was directed by jed apatow it's starring uh pete davidson and it's sort of like a semi-autobiographical take on pete davidson's life uh this was a very it was an interesting film i liked it um i gave it a seven out of ten uh it was you know very emotional um the main character was interesting very flawed person uh not your typical like you know positive <laughs> positive hero figure um yeah overall i thought this this film was pretty good um i thought the cast was great marissa tomei is in it bill burr is in it uh steve buscemi's in it um yeah there was just you know i think a lot of people have said this felt too long i don't know if i totally agree with that but i could see how if you're not into what's going on in the film this can feel like it's gonna drag so yeah overall i like the king of satin island uh, i gave it a 7 out of 10 and uh yeah it was pretty good so the next film i watched was a film uh that was a brazilian film uh the english translation of the title was the way he looks and i i uh reviewed that um with uh corin i don't know if we're gonna release the video yet um i'm still working on editing it but yeah, you might be able to see a rev uh, more extensive review of this film on the on our on the network soon. So this film was about uh, Leandro, who's a blind teenager who's dealing with sort of he has some f familial problems, like his mother's overprotective and his dad's kind of whatever. Um, and Leandro is also um, he's blind; he can't see. And so this is sort of like a coming of age story about him, sort of. Like there's this new kid who comes to school and he kind of Leandro falls in love with the the new kid, uh, but he also like has the long-standing friendship with like kind of the girl next door, um, and who's called Giovanna and Giovanna um, gets mad at him for falling in love with this uh, the new student Gabriel and so it becomes this kind of triangle. But I, I thought this was a really well done film. It's a very very kind of sweet positive story. Um, and, uh, yeah, I gave this an 8 out of 10. I thought it was good and definitely, definitely worth watching. Okay, so the next film was Palm Springs from 2020. Uh, this was a really cool film. This was a, uh, Netflix, uh, oh, no, I'm sorry, this was a, this was a Hulu release. So it's like a Hulu original release, and I actually, the, the, the purchase through, I think it was on, um, it was, uh, well, anyway. Uh, yeah, so Palm Springs, it was a really good film. Um, it was very funny, very sweet, uh, emotionally pretty good. Um, I, I, di I also did a review of this film, so if you want to check it out, uh, there's a, uh, I did it with a, a fellow YouTuber, RJ uh, Cropeland. And uh, yeah, it was a really cool review that we did of this film. It was pretty extensive, and we went over a lot of different stuff in the film. Uh, yeah, overall, I thought it was really good. The performances were good. The script was good. Um, I gave it a 7 out of 10. I liked it. thought it was fun. And yeah, so that was uh, Palm Springs from... Okay, so the next film is uh, Waiting for the Barbarians. So this was a film that I kind of watched on a whim. I'd seen some stuff about it. had a pretty good cast. The director, uh, he's done some other stuff. I saw another film of his that he did um, a while back. 
so yeah, I watched this film of his called Birds of Passage that he did. That was that was really good. I liked it a lot. And he there's a film of his I want to watch called Embrace of the Serpent that I've seen a lot about that looks so kind of the director. Um, he's he's done some good work in the past. This had a really interesting cast. Uh, Mark Raylance is in it. Uh, Johnny Depp was in it. Robert Pattinson is in it. Um, and overall, I don't think this film really worked. I think it was a little too, I don't know, a little too slow paced and didn't really hit the points of what it was trying to do right away. So the film is about, um, so Mark Raylance sort of plays this this guy who's um, a magistrate for this colonial army and they they don't even it's not even like a real country it's like some kind of kind of made up country but it feels very much like you know uh the the 19th century version of um you know the united kingdom or something and so mark ray lance is sort of like he's part of the frontier and you know the the basically um there's all these other sort of imperial forces that want to clamp down on the natives that live there and but Mark Raylance, he's sort of he's come to sympathize with them. And, but then Johnny Depp, his character comes in and he's sent there to sort of be kind of like the law and order guy and sort of lay the hammer down on the on the locals, um, which doesn't really go well. And Robert Pattinson, he, he has a, a very small role in this. Um, but, you know, it wasn't it wasn't very memorable. He Pattinson seems to like he sort of be in this time in his career where he's just like, oh, this interesting director yeah i'll i'll show up i'll do whatever you want me to do um it just didn't really seem like there was a lot for him to do in this film overall this film i think it had an interesting sort of idea of what it was trying to get across but i don't think it totally worked unfortunately but uh you know it was it was okay film um if you're into this sort of a subject matter so i I gave it like a six out of ten so that was uh, waiting for the barbarians from 2019 okay so the next film i saw was another earth directed by mike cahill and it was starring Britt marling and she also uh, partially wrote the script and so this film was about um there's like uh basically they discover a duplicate earth that's like right within our solar system and right when that happens this the main character of the film played by Britt marling gets into an accident and all of it's sort of about it's sort of a very interesting contemplative film it's using the sci-fi premise kind of question the the ability for us to um replay or reenact tragic events in our lives so yeah overall this film i really liked it i felt like it it, it uh it, it, it was like a really well done version of like kind of the mumblecore, small budget, uh, indie film kind of kind of premises. Um, I thought that the performances were good. I thought that the script was, I really enjoyed it. This is another film I also did a review of if you want to see a more extensive review where I talk about this film. I did it uh, with Pharaoh Hazard. So it's uh, on YouTube channel and you can also find another podcast uh, version of it as well. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, I like this film, Another Earth, uh, I, so I gave it an 8 out of 10. And so, yeah, it was a good film. I definitely recommend it. Then I uh, got a chance to watch this movie Sputnik, um, which was directed by Igor uh, yeah, Abramenko. Uh, Igor Abramenko. And um, so this was a sort of like mid-rangey budgeted um, sci-fi horror film from uh, Russia. And it was about um, a Soviet uh, spacecraft land, um, and it crashes, uh, leaving the commander as the only survivor. And then they have to bring together a team of uh, different people, like a psychologist and some some uh, high-level military people, to figure out, you know, how to separate this alien entity from the um, from from the the astronaut uh, 
they the Russian government wants to weaponize. So, yeah, overall, I thought this film was <clears throat> pretty solid. It's a little bit above average. Um, this is another film that I uh, did a review of with Lucian. Um, <clears throat> and, you know, I, think, I thought it was solid. I thought the effects were really solid. I thought that some of the direction was really good, especially the first half of the film. Um, but overall, for me, the ending didn't really land exactly the way I wanted to. But, um, you know, I thought that there was definitely some stuff that uh, was worth watching. And so overall, I gave it a 6 out of 10. And, um, yeah, if you want to check out our review, we get in more extensively there. So, yeah, that was my uh, review and my feelings on Sputnik. And then I watched uh, Rarely, Never, uh, Never, Rarely, Sometimes, Always. And Never, Rarely, Sometimes, Always. That was a really pretty solid film. So it follows this... Uh, uh teenage girl so pretty much the main character she like gets pregnant but she lives in like rural Pennsylvania. so she wants to sort of in secret get an abortion and so she um goes with like her i think it's like her cousin or something they travel to new york city the procedure and um it, it's just like a really uh film um the performances are good especially from the from the lead actors considering uh all the all the all the stuff in the film um i really i really like this film i thought it was pretty solid it's getting a lot of buzz as one of the better films of the year um i thought it was good i didn't think it was amazing um some of the things kind of i don't know it dragged a bit in the middle um but overall yeah i thought the direction was okay i de definitely thought that the acting was pretty solid i mean you really felt like authentic it felt true to these characters experiences which is a big plus so yeah overall i gave uh never rarely sometimes always a seven out of ten um, yeah, and so I think that's definitely another one of the films uh, to watch this year uh, when it comes to, you know, for stuff that's going to get awards, stuff that's going to get buzzed, that's really critically. So yeah, uh, that was uh, Never Rarely, Sometimes, Always. The next film I watched was Invisible Life from 2019. So this is a film I talked about in uh, the video we did for our favorite films. So this film was about a sort of basically... Uh, two sisters who live in Rio de Janeiro, Brazil in 1950. They're from a very conservative household. And um, the two sisters are like, you know, they, they really support each other and they're kind of inseparable. Um, so one day, the I think the younger sister, um, she kind of sort of runs off with uh, another man. And while that, while the, the younger sister's gone, the old sister, she gets um, gets married. And then because of this sort of moment where the two of them are separated fate kind of prevents them from meeting each other again and so there's this sort of we see how their lives play out separately and how basically sort of the forces of the time that they're in kind of um i guess prevent them from sort of becoming the people that they've always wanted to be and it's sort of like a i don't know almost like a tragic love story kind of a thing where you know we we want to see these two characters come together and um fate kind of keep them apart I thought it was a really beautiful film. It was very well shot. Um, the story was very melancholic, bittersweet, but good. Um, and yeah, it did make my list of top 10 films of 2019. So I gave it a 9 out of 10. I thought it was really good. Would definitely recommend it. Um, it's on uh, Amazon Video uh, streaming. So if you have like Amazon Prime, you could watch it. For so yeah, that was uh, Invisible Life from 2019. So the next film I saw was a Korean horror film called I Saw the Devil from 2010. So this was another film I did a review of. So this was a, yeah, this was a really interesting film. So it's about this sort of psychopathic killer who um, starts doing all these sort of, sort of, he, he's just like kind of roaming the countryside, killing different people, killing women. Um, and then he kills the wife of this uh, Secret Service agent. And then the, the agent goes to try and find him. But it's not for the Secret Service agent, the main character. It's not just about 
finding him, it's about exacting a revenge that deprives the serial killer of the things that make him feel, I guess, pleasure in life. And so it, it has a very interesting ending, and um, I thought it was the like you know, the premise of, oh, there's a serial killer. They play it a lot differently than you would in, say, something, an American film like Silence. It's not just about stopping the killer. It's about, I don't know, getting revenge on the killer. So, yeah, I mean, I thought this film was good. I liked it. I gave it an 8 out. I uh, would definitely recommend it. was a pretty solid film. So, yeah, that was I Saw the Devil. And, and yeah, if you want to see or hear me talk about it more, I, I did a more extensive review with, uh, with Drool Bats. Um, so uh, want to check that out there's a video for it and there's also there's also a podcast the next film i saw was this movie called threads from 1984 directed by mick jackson so this film was really interesting it's like kind of a docudrama and it's presenting this premise of a what would what would happen if there was a nuclear war were to break out what would the effects be on your average person and they're they're basically showing what would be the effects of people in the town of sheffield england um this was a really, really powerful film. I thought it was really well directed and the premise was well done. Um, this is definitely a different type of film. I don't know if a lot of people have seen these kind of docudramas, but there's there's a lot of sort of uh, a history of the in the UK. I forget the filmmaker, but uh, he did a couple of them, one of which was like Punishment Park, and then he did another one that was sort of a similar premise to Threads. So this is something that, that uh, it's, it's a genre that I like a lot too. I think it's, it sort of allows you to humanize certain events or conflicts in a way. Um, and so, yeah, this film was like really, really well done. Um, I thought it was very powerful and, you know, whenever you sort of, I don't know, I, I, I have a thing for these, like, kind of like the, the film that's warning us about these cataclysmic events that could happen. And, you know, for this time period, like the 1980s, the 60s, the Cold War, uh, the effects of a nuclear Holocaust are definitely something that's was in the mind. So yeah, Threads from 1984. Directed by Mick Jackson, I, I gave it a 9 out of 10. I thought it was good. I would def- the next film I watched was Elevator to the Gallows. This was directed by Luis Malay. Uh, this was an interesting film. Um, sort of the plot is like there's a a, a woman and this uh, guy who works for like, I don't know, some kind of insurance company or something like that. He's like a bit. The two of them plot to kill the husband of the woman um, so that they can be together and the money from her husband, blah, 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 local stuff. But then basically everything kind of goes wrong. Um, the the murder goes through fine. The man is able to kill the woman. Uh, I'm sorry. The man is able to kill the other bit and kind of get away with it. But then as he's doing his getaway, he's kind of sloppy. And he goes to sort of retrieve an item that he left at the crime scene. And then he gets locked inside of the building where he did the crime overnight. And he just can't escape. And because of that, that lets off a chain of events. Uh, someone steals his car. The person who steals his car then does another crime. That crime gets pinned on the, the main character who did the murder, but he's now being pinned for something that he didn't do. Um, and meanwhile, the woman is like sort of, they were supposed to meet up after he did the crime, but you know, he's stuck. So he, she can't, he can't. And so she's scrambling around looking for him, thinking that he ran off with someone else. So, um, yeah, it's a very interesting film. I've, I've seen a few like this. I, I mean, I, I'd almost call it like a, you know, like fate fate pushes someone into weird directions kind of film there there's a similar film from um from martin scorsese uh, after hours this feels very much like like after hours was like built upon this film just with a different kind of premise um i thought this film was really good it had some uh i think miles davis did like a, a score for this film um it's really good it's very very beautiful very well shot 
um it's just an overall so yeah i would definitely recommend this elevator to the gallows directed by louis molly from 1980 i gave it a nine and i, I really like had a lot of good so the next film i watched was a film called purple noon from 1960 directed by renee so this is actually a story where i think most people are kind of familiar with so um this is um the story of tom ripley uh the american version well it was sort of a european uh was done was called the talented mr ripley and that one was uh, starring Matt Damon. So this one has Elaine Delon as Tom Ripley in this version of the story. And yeah, it was, I think it was uh, really pretty well done. I liked the acting. I liked um, the the story and everything. Um, yeah, he Elaine Delon is a is a good Tom Ripley. For, um, you can kind of feel and tell that he has the charismatic sort of mannerisms to pull off being this sort of international um <laughs> this this sort of uh he's like a like an expert con man with tom Rip. and you know the locations are beautiful it's all like shot in europe um and like i think it's like italy or like the south of france it's all very and the performances are good um but yeah uh so overall i gave uh, purple noon an eight out of ten uh, i thought it was a really solid film uh liked it a lot always like seeing these kind of like 60 these 60s kind of film one of the greatest actors of all time so sticking with uh elaine delone i then watched Le Eclise from 1962, directed by Michelangelo Antonioni. And this uh, was sort of a romantic drama which follows this the life of this woman, Vittoria. Um, and she's a translator living in Rome. Uh, so she splits up with her boyfriend and she, then she meets Elaine Delon and he's like a live, he's like a stockbroker uh, working on the, uh, the, the floor of the Roman stock exchange. Um, and then the two of them begin a relationship uh, but they're sort of they're um, basically they 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 they're basically their ideologies don't align, which prevents them from getting together and staying together. And um, yeah, I mean this was an interesting film. Again, I always like seeing these kind of the height of his 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 acting his acting powers. Um, overall, this film wasn't of it was it was there were some interesting moments for sure. Overall, it didn't really do it for me, and so I was just kind of uh, felt sort of in the middle on this film um i gave it a 7 out of 10 it's definitely something worth watching but i d it didn't really kind of hook me blow me away so yeah that was uh my my feelings on lake from okay so then i started watching some um some buster keaton films that i actually hadn't gotten around to so i watched uh the cameraman from 1928 and this was a feature film that he did um so he's he plays a um a basically a, a newsreel photographer and at the beginning of the film, he, you know, the cool stuff of these kind of films, he meets a girl and he's enamored with her and he wants to impress her. So he sets off to work for the company that she works for. And, you know, she likes him. But then there's this other guy who's like competing for his for his affection or for her affection. And, you know, the hijinks ensue. Um, overall, yeah, I thought this was a really good film. I thought it was really fun. It was very funny. There was a lot of good gags. There was a lot of good, um, setups and payoffs. Um yeah, I, I think this would probably be, I don't know, maybe like my third or fourth favorite uh, Buster Keaton film. So, yeah, and it's, it's a pretty short watch. I think it was just a little bit over an hour. Um, but yeah, this was this was a good one. Um, I really liked it. I gave it a 9 out um, So yeah, I definitely recommend it for anyone who's into watching these kind of films. So yeah, this is The Cameraman from 19 by uh, Buster Keaton. Sticking with the Buster Keaton film, so then I watched The Navigator from 1924, which is your film that he did. Um, so this was about, uh, so he played this sort of wealthy guy. And he uh, he proposes to his neighbor, but um, she kind of doesn't. Uh, she's <laughs> she's not into it at first, and so then they the two of them get stuck on a. They accidentally get stuck on this like cruise ship that that 
takes off and no one's on it because of some weird circumstances and then the two of them are stuck on the ship and they're trying to, to get back to uh get back to get back to civilization where they run out of stuff to do so i thought this one was pretty good i thought a lot of this stuff was very funny there was a lot of great gags in the middle the ending gets a little bit kind of i don't know it's like did not age well um there's this long sequence with like a bunch of native like islanders which makes you go oh you know it's like the the typical savage um natives trope and it's just, it just doesn't age well um but yeah overall i think it's pretty good besides the ending um it does have a lot of good gags in it um it does have a lot of good funny jokes and stuff um but yeah the ending is just like doesn't doesn't really work anymore um so yeah i give this one an 8 out of 10 so uh yeah that's uh the navigator from uh so finishing up the uh, Buster Keaton films I, I watched. So I watched a short film of his called One Week from 1920. And so this was like, I don't know, it was maybe like 30 minutes or so. Um, yeah, this was a really this was a pretty, pretty good film. Um, so it's like uh, there's two newlyweds and they like had a prefabricated house. So, they, so it's like, you know, it's him building the house. And then, of course, they built the house totally wrong and all these terrible things start happening. Yeah, this movie was good. Very funny. Very funny. Um, and they do some stuff. Like, what I like about Keaton is, like, um, the kind of jokes he does. Like, he'll take, like, some large object. Like, in The Navigator, was, like, they, they're on a boat and they're doing these jokes with the boat, which is, like, this massive thing. Or, like, you know, the general. Like, he's doing these jokes with a train. Um, yeah, so this one, they're doing these jokes with the house. And then, like, they do stuff with the house that's, like wow how did they how did they do that it's crazy um so yeah i i would i would definitely recommend this film i liked it a lot i gave it a 9 out of 10 i thought it was i thought it was really good very funny and again like buster keaton always was able to like do these visually incredible things for the time that are funny but you're also kind of like blown away by what he was able to do and like the fact that he you know there there's there's no it's just them it's just these people in this house and like there's a part where the house is like spinning because they're like in a tornado or something it's just like crazy yeah this was home so yeah one week from 1920 i gave it a nine would definitely work. so next i watched another short film uh from luce Bunuel. so this was simon of the desert from 1965 so simon of the desert is about a simon uh he's sort of like this religious i don't know almost like a almost like a prophet or something like that from uh the fourth century and so he's trying to be near to God, and so he, like, climbs on this column, and all he does is pray all the time. But then this woman who represents the devil is trying to um, seduce him, make him come down from the from that pillar of this column and sort of um, sort of break his faith. Uh, yeah, this was a really good film. Um, it's, you know, there was a lot, there's a lot of talk about this film, about the ending. The ending's kind of out of left field. Like, it's almost like they started something. Like, like this was, like, the first act of something, and then it was just like, mm screw it let's just end it and so it has a really wild ending <laughs> that's been much talked about um but yeah i mean i'm a big fan of loose been i think he's one of the best directors of all time i thought this was a really pretty solid film uh, the ending is kind of hilarious and out of left field um yeah so overall i thought this was pretty good uh, i gave it an 8 out of 10 so yeah uh the film simon of the desert so then i watched um another short film so this is a short sort of documentary called the house is black uh, from 1963 uh this this was a very powerful very hard to finish like this was this was so it it it, it basically documents this uh leper colony in iran 
And so, um, yeah, it sort of juxtaposes these people who are lepers with um, with sort of like religion and other stuff like that. Yeah, I thought this was really powerful and just like depicting people. Um, it was very harrowing. Um, yeah, I mean, it's hard. It's hard to recommend this one. Like, this is a hard one to for sure, for sure. But it's it's a very well regarded film, very well known film, very very powerful. Um, yeah, so I gave it a nine out of ten, and that's uh, the house is black. And another Luis Buñuel film that I watched was uh, Los Olvidados, or um, The Young and the Damned, from 1950. Um, so this is a film about uh, a group of basically sort of like um, delinquent kids who are criminals and that live in the slums of Mexico. And it follows like uh, this uh, character Pedro, who's sort of corrupted by the, the characters around him. But basically there's one main character um, who's really, really evil. Um, and he's pushing the other characters into doing more and more evil stuff. I forget the characters. But this is a very, very film. Very powerful. Very sort of like depicting what poverty does. What uh, hopelessness does. How it festers so quickly into people. And yeah, this was this was something else. Um, uh, yeah, I, I thought it was really good. I gave it a 9 out of 10. Um, but yeah, this is a, this is a difficult watch um, for sure. But, you know, sort of interesting and important subject matter um and yeah i thought i thought it was a, so yeah so that was uh uh the young and the damned or los olvidados directed by okay and then um so i went on a road trip to watch a couple of new movies that were released because nothing new got released in california so i went and i saw the new mutants um which was the long 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 awaited final x-men film from fox and so yeah this uh, film was about basically five mutants they sort of discover their powers, but they discover them in a way that was sort of violent and destructive. So they get sent to this facility to uh, be experimented on and also to sort of try and um, reel in their powers. This was a interesting film. I, I might do a more extensive review of it later. I'll try to get to it. Um, overall, I thought this film was very average. I didn't think it was terrible, but I could see why people wouldn't like it. This film was basically trying to be a simple sort of horror premise, a one location horror premise. And for this, they, they are sent to this facility, which is like a massive kind of mansion-looking uh, place. Um, or like like almost like an abandoned, um, if you think of like an abandoned psych ward or something, like that's pretty, pretty much where it takes place. So it's like, okay, let's take like a horror movie premise where it's like, okay, like a, a, a psych ward um, as the one location. and But then instead of, you know, just having like teenagers, it's now the teenagers are and that just sort of ups the stakes. So um, if you think about it on those terms where it's very simple i think some of the film shortcomings kind of make more sense just because like this film wasn't it's not like a 200 300 million dollar film it's it it just didn't have it didn't have the budget to be that it wasn't trying to be that um i thought that there was some stuff like some of the the acting was pretty good um yeah macy williams is in it anya taylor joy is in it she's pretty good blue heart uh blue hunt is in it she's pretty good she's the lead and um yeah i thought so I thought that the horror elements were not great, but I thought that the, the some of the teen drama stuff was pretty good. Like there's some inter-relationship, teen relationship stuff that I think was handled pretty well. But yeah, overall this film is pretty average, um, but not terrible. So yeah, I gave it a 6 out of 10. So yeah, that was my feelings on this from... Okay, so next film was Bill & Ted Face the Music. So this is the long-awaited Bill & Ted 3. So Lucian and I did a more extensive review for this film. Uh, so yeah, I'll just sort of be brief with my feelings. Um, overall, like I thought this was an okay film to, um, to sort of end the, 
the saga, if you will, of Bill and Ted. I thought it was funny. I thought it was fun. There was definitely a lot of jokes that really landed for me pretty well. Um, I liked it. Uh, I really liked the the young version of of uh, of Ted. I think of Keanu Reeves, like the the girl, the his daughter, his daughter's impression of him. I thought was um, so. I thought that was cool. Um, but yeah, overall, like if you're if you're into watching, if you're into the series, I think people will find this to be fun and a good way to wrap up. So yeah, I gave it a six out of ten. I think it's like a little bit above average, but it's it's a pretty average film, I'd say. Um, yeah, and so those are my feelings of Bill and Ted Face the Music from. Okay, and the final film I watched on my sort of road trip, um, kind of the reason I went on one was to watch Tenet when it came out. And so Tenet, um, yeah, was, <laughs> that was an interesting film. So this was the latest version, the latest uh, film from Christopher Nolan. And yeah, I think this film suffered from a, a number of problems. So people have probably heard a lot of criticisms about the, the sound mix, like it was too loud at times and you couldn't hear what people, um, that was definitely a problem. So that just made it so that you, you didn't really understand where the plot was going. The plot's already very difficult to understand. And it's made even worse by the fact that you can't even understand what people are saying. Um, a lot of stuff with the characters are very flat. So like the main character played by John David Washington is super flat. Um, so is the Robert Pattinson character, super flat. Elizabeth Debicki's character is the only one that really has any type of character to her. Any kind of change, any kind of like thing there for you to care about. So that was kind of a problem. And she's a side character. Um, the Kenneth Branagh character just like, I don't know, just felt like a very stereotypical Bond villain. Um, yeah, I don't know. Overall, there was a lot. But again, this is a $200 million movie. You can see that on the screen. You can see and feel like how big some of the scenes are, some of the set pieces are. The The final act is like, it's almost like a, it's almost like a war goes on somewhere um pretty much like that's how i would describe it it's like it's like it's like it's like it's like they were able to create like a some kind of like an urban warfare um and that's pretty amazing honestly and, and uh the, the scene in the middle that you've probably seen a lot on the trailers of the, like the, the car chase where one car is sort of uh going into an accident in reverse time yeah that stuff is like really really cool so i think overall this film i i don't think it worked on the same level that something like inception did or interstellar or even the prestige those films i think they were well well written but also they were well written and they kind of got their premise across in an easy way this one really didn't do that and so um yeah i gave this a six out of ten i i need to watch it again in theaters but i think it doesn't work as the same level as those other films have worked for him so yeah um that was kind of disappointing but um you know um it is what it is uh it was definitely <laughs> an interesting trip for me going to see this film um yeah so those were all the films that i watched in august of 2020 and so yeah thanks for uh listening i'll probably put out one of these once a month i'm gonna try and do a backlog and talk about all the previous months and then also talk about um what i watched in september at the end so yeah thanks a lot for listening uh take care hope you guys have a good one talk to you next